Hey, and welcome back to Good People, Bad TV. I'm Alex. And I'm Scott. We're in week three of The Bachelorette, and we are in full swing. We're back. We are. We are, we are. It feels good. Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. I, mm-hmm. I'm, like, really loving this season, and you guys know I was skeptical. If you listen to our podcast, I was not excited. But I am loving it so far. I think it's really good. Yeah, and we're... They're crushing it. They are. Yeah. A lot of similarities to uh, Tatia's season, I feel like. You think? Yeah, I think we're getting similar um, similar philosophy of pushing the guys to open up pretty intensely pretty early on. Um, leaving Claire at the beginning, too, with the Making date with Jason. Date with go Jason. On that yes, date. Yeah, exactly. that one-on-one. Um, but yeah, it definitely feels like a similar uh, similar vibe to that. Um, which wasn't really the case with Matt's bachelor season, I feel like. Um, no. But all the group dates seem to be geared toward pushing the guys to be really vulnerable. Yeah, and I think, like, with a bachelor versus bachelorette season, that's kind of, or a bachelorette versus bachelor season, that's what you have to do because w- women more quickly open up and talk about deeper things or they find their kind of couple people that they dive in deep with and they open up more vulnerably more quickly. Um, and the men won't necessarily do that. Yeah, that is typically the case, yeah. for sure. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like, I loved this episode. Like, yeah. I just, like, my favorite part about this whole series, I I get that it's partially contrived. And yes. there's a lot of acting happening. I get <laughs> yeah. all of that. But, like, the reason I still watch this show is I really, really like the uh, the really intense and emotional conversations we get to have um around what it takes to build a good relationship and we got a lot of that with michael today yes Um, and uh, yeah it was just a a lot of the guys yeah we got some good stuff from um well some cool conversations with connor um yeah just um hearing about some of his past even from hunter as well um yeah, I just really like hearing about people's experiences and what's shaped them and how they have come to view the world at this point and what that means to their ability to to have a successful relationship. All of that stuff just fascinates me. Yeah. And I love the window this show gives us into seeing that. And I thought Katie handled all of those conversations really beautifully. Yeah, Katie has uh, done a really, really great job. You can tell she's a really good listener and just like a really kind and genuine person. I think that really came through in all the stories that were shared this episode. And I think it's really challenging a lot of the guys to take this more seriously. And she clearly is taking it very seriously. Um, So I don't know. It's shaping up to be a really good season so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'm loving it. But this this episode kind of was laid out weird um, structure-wise because we started with the rose ceremony which sometimes happens but it was a big chunk of the episode it was about 20 minutes of the episode and then we also got uh the first group date which was a very confessional long group date featuring Mm -hmm. nick vial and then um his 27th appearance on the bachelor franchise yeah just when you think he couldn't (laughs) be on any more bachelor franchises he is um and then we got the one-on-one with michael and then a short 10-minute um, conversation with all of the guys in the room 
about Thomas and his intentions and if he was here for the right reason. And then the outro is obviously the second group date and a preview of someone from Tasha's past coming in, which we've talked about, of course. But you are very hyped for Blake to show I up. Am. I am. Yeah. I just because I think he's a great, a great fit for Katie. But let's let's start at the beginning of the episode. So the beginning of the episode is really the end of last episode where we got Carl, and we know we've been promising you guys some uh, a deep dive into Carl. Um, and so Scott did a bit of a deep dive. So Scott, what did you discover? when you did your deep dive on Carl? What did I discover? Yeah, were you shocked? Were you not surprised at all? Oh no, he's everything I hoped he would be. Um, I think one of our friends said he they were worried he was gonna be the Victoria of this season. Unfortunately, he's axed very quickly, so we don't have to deal with his nonsense. But no, he's, um, every motivational Facebook post you've ever seen, that you click like show me more on and it instantly becomes like 17 pages long. Yes. About like, you can chase your dreams, focus intensely on one thing, write it on your mirror, say it to yourself every day, have a 17 step morning routine that you follow. Yeah. And then then there's just his whole Instagram is just clips of him like doing his motivational speaking for his company that's called Next Level Success, mm-hmm. where he's going to inspire the next generation of worldwide business leaders. Yes. Um, but none of his speeches are on a stage. They're all in like tiny conference rooms in front of a whiteboard. So I don't yeah. think anyone's like really hiring him to be a keynote speaker at this point. Um, Did he have any like features then, or anything like that, like featured in X Magazine, anything? Uh, not that I saw, um, maybe he used to, but I, after this episode, they all pulled them from his website before I could see them. That's fair. Unclear. Um, he also had a lot of like still shots on his Instagram of him, like studying his own like daily calendar. Yeah. And it was like all his like list of like the content he was going to post on his Instagram. Oh yeah. This was was fascinating. Scott did show me this. So this was (laughs) truly shocking. Yeah. So you as someone who actually does do blogging like. yeah no it was truly <laughs> shocking i did appreciate his content planning and please excuse if you can hear that machine we're doing laundry um here on this lovely tuesday evening um but what was truly shocking he had his content all planned out what he needed to shoot in that day his to-do list yeah, like and two he photo had- shoots four outfit changes two instagram reels three motivational videos and the motivational video topics were like like business finance and the last one was dating and after watching carl's inability to communicate his lack of ability to address what happened with his ex-girlfriend and dodging the question completely i really don't think that carl should be the one giving dating advice especially his whole intro package on top of the things I just mentioned, his whole intro package is, I've been really unlucky in love. All my siblings are married and I'm not. Yeah, and so also I like really... in his bios, how scared of commitment he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. Like Carl, like you should not be making videos on dating. Stick to your niche. You have to stick to your niche, Carl. But no, oh, so- Carl has yet to find his niche. Yes, but it really was. It was a monumental- rose ceremony because not only did katie cut it short say i'm not going to talk to anybody for the rest of the evening let's go straight into the rose ceremony 
when Mike P gets his rose, he stops her and says, on behalf of the entire unit. As a unit. As a unit, we have decided that what Carl said to you earlier is not true, which we found out later was false, is not true. And that was Carl Loki right the whole Carl time. Carl was right, and we as a nation have to admit that. We have to admit that Carl was right, but... That someone somewhere in this group, one, maybe multiple... Greg was trying to figure out the math on whether it was multiple people or one person. Yeah. But Mike, here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> but Mike is like, so we as a unit have decided what Carl said is not true, and we don't think that that's like appropriate. He shouldn't be here basically. And Mike, Michael a in the background was like, my man, like was so <laughs> proud of like him. Nodding yeah. Back. Everyone was like, yeah, no, we yeah, all decided. Most prominently Michael for sure. Yes. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I love the little friendship. Your, I'm impressed at your self-control for not making a G unit reference. Just I now. did when we were just rewatching it and he said unit, I said, G unit. Um, but <laughs> I really do love the little friendship forming between the Michaels, Michael A and Mike P. Yeah. I think they're both precious little bubs. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty tall. I mean, yeah, I well, think they're both pretty tall. Is, yeah. yeah, I don't really know. I haven't really seen Michael in context of the other people. I did notice how short Connor B, Cat Connor, was oh, yeah, short. Yeah. walking into the rose ceremony. But also... I think it is important to keep in mind, like most of the guys who are cast on the bachelorette are above six feet tall. Yes. So anywho, so we go through the rose ceremony. Katie, after Mike says that pauses, the rose ceremony goes and talks to Tasha and Caitlin. Caitlin was like, Greg like went to talk to her too. Oh yeah. Greg went to talk to her before the rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was sweet that Greg went to see her. Um, but Greg she looks like someone who applied for a teaching position at Hogwarts and got rejected. That's rude. I know. That's rude, Scott. That's the meanest thing I think I've heard you say in a long time. I know. I think about it all the time. Do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would his? What would he teach? No, he got rejected. Oh, he got rejected. But what yeah. did what did oh, he apply for? Herbology, obviously. What? Herbology. Herbology, of course. Yes. With Neville. That makes yeah. sense. Uh-huh. Um. Okay after that tangent um so she pauses the rose ceremony goes and talks to caitlin and tisha and says my intention aka the producer's intention was to keep carl at like in this rose ceremony which was shocking when you looked at the group of guys at the end which we'll get to in a minute but she says my intention was to keep him Mm -hmm. and here here is my little theory oh no I have a theory. I always have a theory. I haven't heard this. So there were a lot of rumors floating around that production did not like Katie. And I think it's because she didn't play their game and she got rid of Carl, this rose ceremony. Oh, I was 100% convinced Carl was staying. Because like, there's no way they're not going to milk this for at least one more episode. Yeah. And that's why I think they didn't like her. Because she changed mm. the plan and went ahead and didn't give Carl the rose and they lost their Victoria, their villain. Interesting. So that's my theory. Gotcha. So then they tried to make Thomas a villain. I think so. I don't think Thomas made it particularly hard. Yeah. It was like a (laughs) semi-villain. We'll see. 
Yeah, he didn't make it hard to like be the villain. No. So, but here's what's also super riveting about that. So that's my theory. Let okay. me know what you think. Yeah, I'm fascinated. Um, Keep going. But I think it, when you look at the group of guys that ended up going home, mm-hmm. Aaron didn't have a rose when it came down to the final rose. Yeah, he got the last one. He yeah. got the last one. Okay. Which was kind of confusing. So it was like, okay, you were going to send home Aaron over Carl this week? Unless it was one of the other guys. I don't know who it would have been at that point. But... um, Oh, so you think that was her compromise with the producers? Like, I'll keep Aaron because he's a good sound bite. No, they're kind of unrelated. I just thought maybe she was trusting Carl more than Aaron or producers wanted her to keep Carl or, and Aaron being the last one without a rose. I mean, she did have about seven roses left or something when she came back. Mm -hmm. So she could have just given them out of order. Um, But Aaron didn't have a rose when it came down to the end, which was kind of surprising. Um, And we got a lot of great Aaron content this weekend. So I would have been really bummed if we would have lost him. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was kind of questioning him from last week as well. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. But then it was weird because she did go back to Aaron to, like, cross-reference with him. A lot of people thought that was, like, using him as, like, that she trusted him to tell her who it was in the house. But I actually kind of thought the opposite. I thought maybe she didn't trust him after what happened with Cody. Oh, and for she sure. was yeah. questioning his intentions. Yeah. Or she just thought he was so scared after his last confrontation that he'd be the most truthful yeah. out of fear of going It just home. felt weird that that was the person that she called out to have a conversation with. But now I love Aaron. Do you? Yeah. Now I'm in love with Aaron. Bizarre. He's such a goof. Well, I guess we'll He's get more. He's the most San Diego bro of all time. He is. He is so like dim and he just always looks bewildered by everything that's going on. And in the preview for next week's episode, sorry, I'm a little out of order. Aaron or Andrew, like they're all sitting around. Andrew's like, he's still here. Aaron goes, don't yell at me. (laughs) I'm I'm fascinated to see what context that's in. I need someone to already make that a meme. Don't yell at me. That's me. I'm going to take that audio straight to TikTok. Oh God. Taking that audio right to TikTok. Um, but anyways, so yeah, Aaron gets the rose. So we have to yeah, say Aaron's goodbye. Either like making like a really intense point and he's like hyper focused or he just has this really doofy look on his face. Yeah. It's one of the two. He seems like a kind of genuine guy. Like I do like, I don't think he's a fit for Katie, but I yeah. do think he's like a genuine I think he's a sincere guy. bro who likes to party. That's what I, I think I like he him is. more than I like Spencer from Tasha's season that got Tasha's first impression rose. Hmm. Um... Like well, he was the guy who came in, he came in second, right? Or came in with the second wave of people. Yeah. 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 Okay. As far as San Diego bros go, I much prefer Aaron. He's at the top of my hierarchy of San Diego bros under Ben Z from Caitlin's season. He ben... was Chicago. Oh, I thought he was. He lives in San Diego, I think, now. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But he's top of my list. Um. Anyways, that's a real, real throwback. Uh-huh. reference um didn't bring up his dog either <laughs> no um okay so who did we have to say goodbye to uh 
Uh, we said goodbye. Oh, so Carl doesn't get the rose. He doesn't. He the US, literally. The U.S. military didn't show up. Oh the Navy God. was on standby. How did I forget? He's like, you're going to have to bring the military in here to get me out of here. I'm not leaving. No matter what they do, I'm not leaving unless you bring a military plane in or something crazy. And I was like, what? And then he, and then he literally just left. And nobody said goodbye to him. Not no. a single person said goodbye to him. He just stood there awkwardly by Katie. Back to Katie yeah, and doesn't he turned say his anything back to, to Katie. Yeah, he turned his back to her, didn't say goodbye, didn't say thank you, and then, and then never turned around to face her again. Like, just walked out awkwardly. It was so uh -huh. weird. Yeah. Now, the complete opposite reaction to them leaving was John, who was in my top four. I thought he'd be top four for you sure. You were in love with John. He seems like such a sweetie. But literally, the opposite reaction. The men clapped for John when he left because they all love John so much. I know. We deserve more John. You think so? Yeah, as a nation. We deserve it. It's been a tough year and yeah. we deserve John. Tougher exit, grocery store Joe or John? John. Yeah? Grocery store Joe didn't make it past the first night, right? True, but then he became very lovable. Will John ever reach that level of I think lovability? So. I think so. Okay. I don't know if he's in the rumored cast of Bachelor in Paradise. Un unclear. It probably is after tonight. Maybe. There have been a lot of people there. <laughs> They're filming now, yeah? They're currently filming, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so then we had to say about him, John, Carl, Hot Kyle. Yeah, which you have exclusively referred to as Hot Kyle because... That's really the only thing we have to describe him because we haven't heard him speak. No, he didn't show. speak once, but he's pretty hot. Yeah? Yeah, he's pretty hot. He's not like he Tyler some, Cameron hot, but... Yeah, he had some Chasen vibes, I thought, from Tasha's uh, season. Yeah, sort of. Chasen is like tanner and blonder and dumber. Well, yes. Yeah. Chasen certainly <laughs> has Chasen, to be in Paradise. Chasen's autobiography that he's writing. <laughs> it's the name of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else left? Who else was gone? Oh, Garrett, Garrett the redhead. Your favorite redhead. R.I.P. redhead. Um, any, anybody I else you remember? That was it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we move into the first group date of the week. Yes. So it's hosted and the by. the only one on this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's hosted by Nick Vial. Norm Cornick. He's Norm back. Norm Cornick is with back. With his flannel and everything. Nick's glow up has to be one of the most astounding reality television glow ups of all time. What? Nick has a serious has had a serious glow up from his first bachelor biopic. I can't keep track of whether or not he's had a glow up or then crashed and burned or had a glow up or then crash. Like I, where is Nick stop? Well, right you've now? seen his original biopic from I, I say this is somebody who like actually kind of enjoys Nick. I know I, I you do. No, but do I you think know he's what he's talking about? And actually kind of smart, but a little bit depressed. Yeah. <laughs> like he just sounds like somebody I would enjoy having a drink with. Yes, for <laughs> sure. But he he literally looks so not good in his picture and his bio for Kate. Was it Caitlin? No, Andy's season he Andy was originally season. on. Yes. And he's had quite the glow up since then. He had the yeah. LA glow up. Ah, uh, yes. Of course. Started drinking green juice. Yeah. And, uh, Getting more vitamin C. Yes. So he's doing great. I hope so. Or vitamin D. Which one is the one the sun gives you? D. It, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, but he looks great. He's here to host the date, and he says he's here to hold everybody accountable, which, to be fair, is a little rich. It, it is. It's a little rich coming from Nick. Yeah. I but, needed an Alanis Morissette drop. 
This is the growth. (laughs) Yeah. This is the growth. This is the glow up. And here we are now. Nick is holding Mm -hmm. these men accountable. Yes. He's the voice of wisdom. He wants them to all share basically a story of when they acted like a bad dude. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Something they regret. Yes. In their dating history or, or, I don't know, just... Even if it's as simple as, hey, I ghost people a lot or yeah. I lead people on. Or, Which I thought was um, a really interesting thing to have them all discuss. And I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it's hun- actually like a hard thing to like when you're in your early 20s, like to actually like notice that about yourself, like actually takes a decent level of self-awareness. Because mm-hmm. I think usually you're just going through, you're the hero in your own story and for whatever reason, it just doesn't click in your brain. Yeah. Um, but so it's, it's a tough thing to actually like do the introspection needed. to. Yeah. And I like watching them do, do it and watching them do it together. I think it's like deepening their relationships and yeah, yeah it was a weird setting. Like it looked like almost like an AA meeting kind of a thing. Um, like an intervention as one of them said. Um, and the way it was lit, I think whoever was, producing that episode was probably pretty proud of that it like kind all of the reminded, black background and the yeah it reminded me of the scene from rent where they're at the um the um like aids anonymous meeting mm. basically i yeah, don't know does. like what that group mm-hmm. but they're all sitting in the circle and they sing that like very emotional song mm-hmm. reminded mm-hmm. me of that but then also the only song i could hear playing in my head the whole time was usher's confessions that sounds right. Just like I was watching and listening to the guys, but all I could hear in the background was like, these are my confessions. Just when I thought I said all I can say, the chick on the side. Anyways, that's yes. all I can think of. And, but we got some really. <laughs> <That tracks>. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's like sitting, I'm like live tweeting and I'm like singing in my head. He's like listening to their actual emotional stories. I'm like, these are just, my confessions. Just like very invested in Hunter's <laughs> growth, like post his first marriage. And, <laughs> and I'm like thinking about Usher racing to her place. Yes. She opens up the door. I didn't want to go near him, you know. Anyways. Tales old as time. <laughs> Tales yeah. old as time. Um, so <laughs> we got some good stories. So we started with Hunter, who I actually thought had a really beautiful and relatable story about how he wanted to provide for his family and so he really poured himself into work and then poured himself so much into work he neglected his marriage because he wanted to be a provider and his marriage fell apart yeah and he failed at marriage and that it affected not only him and his ex-wife but also their kids Mm -hmm. and i've been kind of hard on hunter because he chose a bird as a pet which I'm sure his kids also had something to do with, but I hope I'm letting him take the brunt of it. And I really loved Hunter after this. Did you? Yeah, it was so sweet and so relatable. And yeah, I, don't I didn't. Know. I don't remember if he said how long ago that was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, that was certainly very intense. And I actually didn't realize he had kids. Yeah, he has two kids, I think. Okay. Yeah, so another... Or, I mean, prior to this episode. Yeah. Is that in his bio and I'm just blanking on it? I or... think so. Okay. I'm not mistaken. Um, um, but maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Um, What other ones really struck you, Scoot? Um, well, I thought that one was really powerful and um, 
definitely an important thing for him to bring up on a show like this. Um, and I hope he's in a place now where he's, um, yeah, just learned from that and is sees where he went wrong and what it takes to make a, a lasting relationship. Yeah. Um, in addition to like building your career, both those things are important. Yeah. Um, that was kind of and... a common theor- theme amongst the guys was like, I had to choose like this relationship or pursuing my career. And now like, I yeah, think David, I forget... David said that. Yeah. Um, David was like, then you have to like think to yourself, did I make the right decision? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that's super relatable for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially with, I think a lot of jobs now, it's pretty common, at least before COVID to like, if you get promoted, you move across the country or something. Yeah. And when you're young and you're in a, the early stages of a relationship, even if you believe in it, like most people pick career at that stage of life, Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of those relationships stick in a lot of people's heads. For sure. That could have been something. Um, Yeah, it's always that like right person, wrong time thing, which is always really hard. I think those make the hardest breakups. For sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I know they did for me at least. Yeah, absolutely. um, Other notable – well, also we got a cut, I think, during that story to Aaron's – no, during Connor's story, we got a cut to Aaron's face where his mouth was just like – hanging wide open yeah and i just i don't really know whose face shows more expression so i think justin's face shows Uh, a lot of expression with a lot of work (laughs) like a lot of movement particularly the eyebrows for justin now aaron his face doesn't move that much but it shows a lot Mm -hmm. there's not as much movement it just shows bewilderment exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Aaron. I don't know what it was about him this episode. I'm he confused was just killing with, me. like, you're going in, like, so hard with your love for Aaron. And I think your actual love is Trey, who you haven't brought up at all yet. Oh, but he's not I... on, So he's not on this group date, but... No, we uh-huh. missed it when we talked about Carl. Okay, sorry. Quick. We're going to quick diverge. Right. Um, we'll come back to Connor's Trey? story. I would die for Trey. I would go wow. to <laughs> I love Trey so much. Trey literally shouting, why are you like this? <laughs> At Carl's so face. Angry. He just kept being like, bro, why are you like this? He was like Mine so in the upset. Twilight Zone. <laughs> like for every quarter inch uh, Justin's eyebrows moved, Trey like got three decibels louder and <laughs> ten times more frustrated. Yeah. See, so, my favorite Trey moment was at, it's at the end of the episode and he's um, he's upset with Thomas. He's like, yeah, man, you just like, like, I never get tricked by anybody and you've tricked me like two or three times already, bro. <laughs> I was like, Trey, I, I kind of love you, but I don't think you're that hard to fool. <laughs> I like, just love Because Thomas him. is not out here playing chess. Thomas is just... Being pretty straightforward. I love Trey so much. He's so funny. I will never get over the, why are you like this? <laughs> I mean, it was everything I needed. I love Trey so Trey much. He's a great entertainer. He I, is a great entertainer. I mean, he did the I puppet hope... show too, right? Yes, he did the puppet <laughs> show. He did the uh, balls in the truck. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's yeah. just a great guy. I love him. I hope he's on many more franchises. Um, okay, sorry. Now back to the very emotional group date. Well, before we got there, we got 
Uh, we got Thomas's confession. Was Thomas's before or after Connor's? They, they ended with Connor's. Okay. Which I thought was a good note to end. Yeah. With. Um, but yeah, we switched to. <laughs> they cut to Nick Vial, who just like all these like emotional, like, fairly emotional, like here's how I've learned to be better in relationship stories. Um, and then Nick just goes, okay, and what about you, Thomas? <laughs> just teeing this guy up. And he gives us nothing. No. He gives us absolutely, he's like, look, I came on this show, didn't think it was going to be anything, went on a date like a week ago, and Literally. I have all these red flags, but now that I see how you make me feel and the way you walk into a room. But also, like, no specifics about the way you make me feel. He hasn't said a specific thing about, the most specific thing he's ever said is that he went on a date before the show. Yeah. Literally the only thing I know for sure about him. But he just, like, won't get specific about anything that's such a red flag. Yeah, he talks for, like, ten minutes and says nothing. Yeah, even post post this therapy session, he's sitting with Katie, and Katie asks him, like, hey, you said you have a lot of red flags. What are they? And he's like, yeah, like I told you, I'll tell you anything about any of my red flags because there's a lot of them. Like, they could be this, they could be this, but I know how much I like you, and we're going to be okay, and – like, it's going to – because I just like you so much. So, like, I would tell you anything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, great. So, what are the what are the red flags? He's like, I I, I would tell you anything like, about you could, them. You could ask me whatever you wanted. And, and when this like, is no. over, we could pick any city and we could move to that city. Yeah, he, like, describes her. Didn't even her. name a city. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, we can move anywhere. Place. Anywhere you want to go, we can go. And it's, it's like, one okay, specific thing. Like, what are we building to go there? It was just very alarming. So Thomas did a very easy job. It truly was a freaky Friday situation. Carl left. He left his soul behind. And Thomas picked it up. And now Thomas is a nonspecific gaslighter. (laughs) A nonspecific gaslighter, the worst kind. But moving away from our gaslighting friend, we get into a pretty intense confession from Connor, uh, which I actually really... um, I found really fascinating. Um, he was he was breaking down almost before he even started. Um, yeah, and he said, talking, like, this he, is not a story where I'm the good guy. Yeah. Which um, I thought was really brave. Absolutely. And I said, we've come a long way from this man who has, was in a cat outfit like three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I was not expecting any sort of level of depth or seriousness from him. Um, but... Um, yeah, we know he's a, a teacher and a, a musician in Nashville and I think he's 29 now. And he said this happened when he was 24, 25. Yeah. So we're talking about five years ago or so. Um, said he was basically playing every night at a piano bar. It was kind of his, his musician gig and was drinking there for free and just, um, and was just generally drinking too much and wasn't happy. He quit his PhD or his master's program, um, and just was unhappy, Mm -hmm. got in a fight with his girlfriend left and went and cheated on her with somebody else. And just, he said, I like destroyed my life in like one night, Mm -hmm. like blew up my life in one night. Yeah. And then has been reading self-help books, going to therapy, and just trying to get his life back on track, but yeah. it's just pretty racked with guilt. Yeah. Uh, it seems like, and, um, yeah, like it's, it was a lot, it was heavy. It was very, very heavy. Yeah. Um, and 
it was hard to tell exactly where his mindset is today. Um, and hopefully he and Katie were able to talk about that more thoroughly. Um, but yeah, there was just, there was a lot, a lot there. Yeah. Um, I love the way you opened up. The guys seem to be like very supportive and vulnerable. I, I really like Connor. He seems to have a good connection with Katie. Um, and uh, like, I'm sure he'll be in paradise because I don't think he's quite right for Katie personally. Oh, interesting. Um, he's probably my front runner at the moment. You think? Mm-hmm. Over Greg? Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, he still is for me. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something. And I kind of read it in the body language when they kissed this week on the group date, um, like the after cocktail party of the group date. He like went in for a kiss and she didn't seem super into it. And she's like, I think she enjoys talking to him, but I'm just not sure it's quite there. So I don't know. He did get the group date rose. Though. I know that did happen, but I, I just don't think, I don't know. I don't think in, in my head, it's him, Greg and Andrew S, S are the top three. Yeah. Andrew oh, and S Michael and probably. And those are the top four for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like we normally don't get to hear conversations about like struggling with alcoholism and, yeah. um, and, and whether he didn't or not that's say it's like alcoholism, but he definitely was drinking too yeah. much at the time. Or, yeah. Sorry. So I don't, don't want to, yeah, uh, for sure. And actually I'm mistaken there. Zach talked a lot about that on Tasha's season and yes. his recovery from mm-hmm. that. So, um, uh, we have actually seen some, uh, some stories cool, recovery, sto- some cool yeah. stories of recovery. Um, and that's actually really, really cool to see. Cause, yeah. um, I know even among some of the people I grew up with, like substance abuse has really derailed a lot of the people I know's lives. So, oh, yeah. um, to see some hope there, uh, is encouraging. Um, and yeah, he, he didn't go too much into substance abuse, but it was just that, that time in his life, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I hope, um, but yeah, just an intense, uh, a really intense group date and we haven't even talked they about, all group about hugged katie's after. confessional oh yeah they all uh, group hugged after yeah um which was really sweet but yeah mm-hmm. we had katie's story as well which i thought she was very vulnerable and opening up about so um she talks about an experience she had where there was not consent um and what that looked like for her um and you know, I just thought, first of all, it was really beautiful for her opening up. We've never had a lead talk about that. We had Kaylin discuss it on Colton's season, um, mm-hmm. but we've never had a lead discuss a topic like that. And I thought it was really cool how, like, I feel like the guys were already pretty protective over her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're even more so now. Um, which is probably why all the Thomas stuff, they're extra protective over her. Um, but I don't know. I just thought they were so sweet with her. Um, and she was just really, really brave to open up and give, put some language around that too. Cause she talked about having a relationship with that person afterwards. And I think that can get to be a pretty gray area when it's a partner or something like that. So um, kudos to Katie. And honestly, I've been really impressed with the way the production team and the editing team has handled these 
traumatic storylines this year. Um, and not just traumatic, traumatic and dramatic storylines. Um, like I thought they did a really nice job with Mike P and when he was talking about, um, being a virgin, saving himself for marriage. I thought they did a great job with Connor's story and Hunter's story this week and Katie's especially too. So I, this felt like a very pivotal moment in the franchise and a really good positive trend upwards for them as well. So I'm just hopeful that I'm not being naive and that it won't all come crashing down. Um, but fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think they're handling sensitive topics better than expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I doubt this is the first cast and probably uh, probably not even the first lead um, who's had some pretty dark experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and But this is probably maybe the first or second season where they're really... Uh, identifying those things and talking about them. And, um, you know, that's just, that's really real with, with dating, mm-hmm. um, right now and trying to find someone to, to marry and share your life with like those, most people have had those experiences by the time Katie's 30. And yeah. um, most people have had some pretty dark experiences in relationships by that point. Mm-hmm. And like, I think this show, kind of feels more like a rom-com a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and that like there is no dark past and yeah as long as there's this beautiful proposal at the end it's gonna be great mm-hmm. and um i don't know this season uh, i do feel like they're steering more toward what does it actually take to have a lasting relationship yeah. and i think michael sums it up very well and like the show doesn't end in an engagement. It starts with an engagement. Yeah, it's very and true. That was a really powerful statement. And uh, yes, I, I really hope that whoever Katie picks kind of sees it that way. Yeah, um, I hope so. Because I, I want her to have a beautiful life with a beautiful relationship. Yeah. And um, hopefully one that can last for a long time. Yeah, um, I hope so. Well, with yeah. that, I mean, I think you led into it perfectly. So then we had Michael's group date. We did. Or excuse me, one-on-one date. Yes, one-on-one. With Katie. So he didn't get a date last week. She pulled him aside and said, I felt great about our connection. So I wasn't shocked when he got the one-on-one this week. Um, And he told his story about losing his wife, which was honestly just heartbreaking. Um, But like super beautiful. And he's such a sweetheart. So Scott, you did a little bit of research on him, he works for a nonprofit, or he started a nonprofit. Oh yes, I, I didn't do a ton. I really just <laughs> googled his name. Well, that's fair. that's more than most of us have done. That's why we're here. So tell us. <laughs> um, but no, uh, after his wife passed away, he started. Uh, it was the L four project, is what it was called. Live life like Laura. Oh, interesting. For. Okay, I didn't even get that part. <laughs> so maybe you did more research. Than I think I, did. I just saw something. Um, but yeah, it seemed like it was a, a nonprofit that helps people who are dealing with the the financial struggles of uh, getting treatment when you have uh, when you are a family member. Uh, yeah, is getting treatment for cancer. Um, and I believe he's he's in the Ohio area, but I don't know Where if the nonprofit is like nationwide or, or what all. Yeah, they and do. I also but, read that he um, asked his uh, former in laws. Um, I guess still in-laws, his late wife's parents is probably mm-hmm. a better way to put it, um, 
for permission before he came on the show. Oh, that's really good. To share her story I didn't know that. and okay. um, be a part of this. And I, I don't know if his son is staying with her parents or his parents or what it is, but um, it was really sweet. And he shared, you know, shortly after she had their child, about seven months after she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she passed mm-hmm. away, I think about two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was a really... Again, I think production handled the story really well. Michael's clearly such a sweetheart. Katie handled the conversation really well. They just had a really beautiful connection and time together, it seemed like. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, he just has... Like, I was joking around with you last week that he kind of reminds me of Jack from Will and Grace. Yes. Like, he just has, like, this really... This zest for life, this energy. And, like, obviously he's not as absurd is that character yeah. um but he's just kind of quirky and but he's like really enthusiastic mm-hmm. and uh to still have that um yeah is really remarkable to me yeah and he said like i came on the show because i want to start taking risks and maybe live a life that me and i think his son's name is james james yeah um, me mm-hmm. and james like may not have otherwise so i figure if there's any time to do it it's now like mm-hmm. let's do it so i don't know i could see them casting I think I think he could potentially be top four. I can see him maybe if he realizes towards the end it's not him self-eliminating, um, as a lot of single parents do when they kind of figure out they're not the one mm-hmm. um, on the show to go back to their, their children, obviously. Um, but I can see them casting him as a lead in the future, a sort of Jason Mesnick style. We haven't had a single parent since... Jason Mesnick and Emily Maynard, I think, right? Lead. That sounds right. So it's been a while because Emily Maynard was when I started watching, and I think that was I was in high school. It was a long time ago. But I can definitely see him. I mean, he's getting a Bachelor-type edit. Um, But, yeah. As long as Thomas doesn't convince him to say out loud that he wants to be Bachelor. Yes, and Thomas is very tricky, as Trey told us. (laughs) He might manipulate you. He might you never trick know. you into saying that that's what you wanted. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. No, and he gets to, you told me last week, but I saw it when I was looking him up too, that he gets to FaceTime James every day uh, from the resort. Yeah, I cool. think he said that on mm-hmm. the first episode because Katie was like, oh my gosh, you have a kid at home. Like, how often do you get to talk to him? And he said, I get to FaceTime him every day, which I thought was really cool because yes. I think oftentimes we think about these kids being super, or like the people on the show being super isolated right? because um, they take away books and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It was a really great emotional episode, but mm-hmm. I was honestly very impressed with the way production handled it <laughs> overall. You, yeah, I would agree. Um, but then it's just as far as the date goes, like, do you think he and Katie are a match? What are your thoughts? I think so. Like I said, I think he could be top four. I am having a little, it was really hard because, you know, Greg got the first impression rose and the first date. Mm -hmm. And so, and then Andrew S had a great first date with her. I think he could also be top four, but we're just not far enough into it. Like I'm having a hard time sussing out, like rounding out that top four so far. So we'll see. There could be like a front, Runner, especially now that John's gone. That took away one of my front runners. I know. Um, but I think him and Katie do have a connection. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see how it continues to develop. 
Gotcha. How about you? Um, as long as they don't flip over any more ATVs. Yeah. That's positive. Um, I don't know. I think she reacted to him more aggressively than she did to Greg. Mm. Um, like, even, like, when he, like, asked to kiss her, like, she was, like, just very excited about that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, it just seemed like... Do you um, also think it's her getting more comfortable? Uh, it it could be her getting more comfortable. And, um, like, I know Greg kind of handled the second half of his date pretty well. I think the first half, he was really, like, withdrawn and... Even Almost when he like went to talk to her at the top of the episode about the Carl stuff, he wasn't touching her. I don't know what it is with him. Yeah, he's just kind of stiff. Yeah, I think. And I know they did were able they were able to connect um, uh, about their fathers. That's, yeah, um, which was a cool thing. But it just seemed like like when Michael just like talked about the way he thinks about life and the way he views life, like. You can just see, like, Katie, like, leaning in farther and farther. Like, I mean, she like, yeah. clearly was really inspired by him. Uh, I don't know if that was chemistry or just, like, admiration. Yes. Uh, it was hard to tell. So mm -hmm. I have a second theory. Okay. And you and I talked about this last night. Okay. So this, this date pretty much ended the episode. We got a brief cut to all the guys drinking beers, which was really funny at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, just they holding all had pint these, glasses. Like, empty <laughs> pint glasses with limes in them. And um, talking to Thomas. But at the end of the date, Katie talks in her ITM interview and says, like, you know, the best things in life for something is unexpected. She also tweeted that. And I think that's low-key a nod to Blake, who comes in next week. Oh, really? Because, okay, according to a podcast I listened to with Nick Vial. Nick said when he went to host the date, Katie told him that Blake showed up and she was trying to decide what to do about him. So so she already knows. So she already knows Blake is there. Okay. So I think while she tweeted it in reference to that, I do think it's actually about Blake. And I think maybe Blake is her final choice. Wow. Because I think her and Blake would be a great match. They're both kind of silly, goofy people. They're both very sex positive. I think Katie and Blake are going to make a great match. Interesting. So I guess that kind of rounds out my top four. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I guess I'm still trying to figure out what Katie needs in a partner and what yes. she I, and what she wants. Even yeah, I think yeah. that's why it's so I, I was, hard to like figure out who's the top yeah, four. Yeah, because like I love Michael, and yeah. I thought he, uh, and I thought their date was really really cool to watch but it was really it was definitely hard to tell if there was chemistry there yeah we did get the shooting star at the end of i course. thought that was a, a fun a little touch nod. yes um but yeah it really is hard to tell i mean you said it with matt last season it did seem like they were just best friends yeah rather than um yeah we actually didn't see dating. katie in a romantic sense and we still like we kind of have but kind of haven't yet like enough to know what it what she needs you're right yeah honestly the most chemistry she has with anyone is thomas well she's super into thomas uh, right that's what i mean i think she just can't stop looking at him because he's so handsome sure and tall and like all of those things mm -hmm. and but like i think she also is realizing like there's no substance there 
Because when she called him out and was like, tell me about your red flags, and he didn't, I think she was like, hmm, because then she asked him again, yeah, so, like, tell me, and he still didn't. So I think she's not going to be disillusioned by that for long. Yeah, probably not. We'll see. Okay, so, Scott, let's talk. Okay. Really quickly. Tell me. Who do you, whose stock went up this week? Whose stock went up? Hunter. Hunter, yeah. Big, big rise in uh, John, Nasdaq. even though he left. Yeah, John. <laughs> okay, still on the season. Hunter, for sure. Uh, Michael, oh. crazy, crazy up. Yeah. Uh, other Mike also went up. Yes. Um, oof. Trey went up for me. Love Trey. Aaron. Aaron went down for no, me. No, <laughs> Aaron went up. He was killing He's me. He's so lame. He's so uh, funny. He was just cracking me up. Like what Brendan, I like. Him Brendan's life, stock can't get any higher for me. Brendan. Okay. Brendan, the firefighter we, like, from Canada. Seen, we haven't seen him speak. Yeah, Aaron had been talking about how annoyed he was with Thomas for like five minutes, and Brendan leaned over and was like, "Wait, who? Thomas?" They were like halfway through the conversation okay, already. So I love I've never, Brendan. I've never seen it, but <laughs> he kills so me. I don't know which one is which, but I feel like Brendan looks like Beavis and Butthead. What? <laughs> <laughs> Brendan does look like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no. I think he does one. I'm going to pull it up on Google for reference. All right. Who, whose stock went down for you? Stock went down. Thomas went down. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, David is going up for me. I would like to see more of David. Um, because so I still don't know a ton about him, but every time he speaks, I'm interested. Um, who else okay, went down? You cannot tell me that he doesn't look like Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. I don't know which one is which, but he does. I know what they look like. <laughs> he definitely looks like him. You really can't tell me that he doesn't. He really, every time I look at him, that's all I can think about. I'm really sorry, Brendan. How dare you? First um, of all, how dare you? First of all, Brendan how is adorable. Dare you? No, he's just, not. He's done absolutely nothing. He's, just, he's said nothing. He's just this bro from Canada who's okay, so just here's excited what you need to be on to learn, TV. Here's what you need to learn about Scott. It's like Scott just loves being a troll. So he always picks like the trolliest takes on things. Also because it well, makes me furious. Well, not if you're like truly toxic. Brendan's harmless. Yeah, Brendan is harmless. That's true. But Brendan <laughs> He just brings like so butthead. much humor to the show. No, he's literally said and done nothing. So I think we're going to see him play a bigger role because he is friends with Blake from home. What? Yeah. We've talked about this. You never listen. <laughs> so Brendan and Blake are friends from home. That's terrifying. Okay. So I think we're going to see him play a bigger role. Okay. Um, I'll be interested to see the way the guys respond yeah. to her or him coming in. Sorry, I started thinking about Heather coming in last season. Yes. How poorly the women responded to that. Yeah, not great. No. Not super great. Who else stocked down? Um, geez. Um, wasn't too much of a downer week for many people. No. Tasha didn't Greg say anything, wasn't... so I feel like her stock went down. Um, she did the final rose tonight. Drop, oh yeah. So that's true. Um, but I felt like she didn't have much was a power to say. Move over Caitlin, to be honest. Well, Caitlin like gave her advice when they were. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, 
I think Caitlin's a natural. I think Tasha needs a little, like, in a formal role like this. Like, I think she's great on the podcast she hosts. But Caitlin just has so much more experience hosting stuff than mm-hmm. Tasha does. Oh, yeah. Tasha's just still super green and a little rehearsed. But I still do love the girl gang dynamic. Oh, I agree. But, yeah, like, hosting is hard. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> like, I wouldn't know what to do. No. That'd be terrible. Um, Trey would be great. Trey would be great. Why are you like this? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was so good. All right. Anything else we have to say about this week's episode? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're good. Oh, oh Thomas's you, stock went down. Yeah. Oh, you loved Hunter saying he was all out of shovels. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So when Hunter was talking to Thomas, he was like, he just keeps digging himself. And pretty soon we're going to be out of shovels. And out of shovels is the new out of Fs to give. That is the new... Hunter's making it a thing. Also, Hunter has a sleeve, a full sleeve. Yes, he does. Just I, I feel like it's. Yeah, see, I didn't notice till this episode. More. Yeah, as a people. Problem. Okay, we'll we'll have a deep dive on yeah. Hunter's sleeve. Um. Also, time. the Love Island cast was just released for the UK version. The US version cast is coming out soon too. The UK premiere is less than a week away. The US version is fifteen days away we're going to be doing weekly recaps of those two as well um obviously are they doing the u.s one in vegas again no i think it's hawaii if i'm not with what i read on the internet is correct i don't know if they've said where okay. and then uk is going back to the mallorca villa not the south africa villa interesting i would imagine it has something to do like with getting people to europe is easier than probably during covid travel Remember but when yeah. I looked up the Mallorca Villa for your 30th birthday? Mm-hmm. I only found Casa Amor. I haven't found the actual villa Listen, we can still do it. We have time. We mm-hmm. have a couple years. Yeah. All right, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Good People Bad TV Pod. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Good People Bad TV, and email us your questions. Uh, goodpeoplebadtv at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We will be back probably next week with some Love Island stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe later this week. We'll see how the week turns out. Oh, we're jumping in before it even starts. Maybe. Oh, oh, boy. We gotta talk about the cast. All All right, right. we gotta go. We've got things to do. (laughs) Like, go to bed. (laughs) Mostly that. Talk to you guys soon. Great episode. Thanks for listening, guys.